Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. We are live from Surprise, Texas Rangers Spring Training. We're going to try to do a couple of different things right here is... Mavericks fans, more specifically Mavs Twitter, I don't know if you always think that is an excellent reflection of the general Mavs fan base or not, are, ma are mad at Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd might be mad at Luka, and we need to chop everything up from yesterday's collapse against the Lakers. But also, Mike is headed out to the backfields to see what's going on back there. All right, so what we got going right now is we just have our active stretching going on right now. The meeting might have taken a little bit longer than they thought because I know on the board they should already be into some active drills right now. But we have the position players. They've already gone through their warm-ups, and they're throwing, getting ready for their drills, and the pitchers are just getting through their stretching. So it sounds like we can start doing Mavericks talk they're not doing too much right now okay so <laughs> <laughs> they're just they're standing here getting their hammies loose i do like That's his description they are getting their hammies loose Corey, it's hammy time back it's here. hammy time kevin oh <laughs> and i like that you say active stretching it uh -huh. makes it sound like more intense is yesterday a colossal failure by the mavericks Going into the game, teams that trailed by 27 or more at any point in a game this season were 0 and 138. Okay. But then the Lakers won. And, Corey, the other fact I know that you want to know. How does it always feel like it's one of our DFW teams well, that breaks these kinds of streaks? Maybe this is why. Are you ready? <laughs> this one's not going to make you feel any better. Uh, that was the largest comeback for the Lakers since December 6, 2002, when they overcame a 30-point deficit against... The you Mavericks. know it, the Mavericks. Jeez. And uh, here's, I guess here's my my thing I'm hoping. I still think that Kyrie and Luke are trying to figure this thing out. And I guess there are some, you know, Kyrie has to figure out who he can and can't trust. And if he can't trust a guy, he's going to have to learn the hard way sometimes. Like late in that game, and Mike, you know, we both saw that last minute of the game when we landed. And they need to figure out how to get a pass he's inbound. He's like, hey, let me get this ball over to Reggie Bullock. And Reggie Bullock's like, I can't do anything with this beyond this. And so then Reggie takes a, a shot he shouldn't have to take. And, and Kyrie has to learn these things too and when he can go and when he can't. But that's part of this next stretch of these games that they have to learn together. But, man, they have to be a better defense in general whenever something like that happens. This is what Kid said last year. Whenever things aren't going great for you, rely on your defense to get you out of that funk because that's going to create some extra points, some easy buckets, and that's something they should be able to do better. Well, first of all, since you brought up 2002, I can remember almost getting divorced after that game. <laughs> oh, no. Because I can <laughs> remember that game. The Mavs were pretty much undefeated at that point in the season, like 14-1 and one or something. And it was the Nick Van Exel, Steve Nash, Dirk Nowitzki, you know, Dallas Mavericks. And 
when they blew that lead, because that they had the lead late in the third quarter. They were up by 30 late in the third quarter in that game and then just blew the lead the last 15 minutes, just was the worst 15 minutes ever. And Sue's like, it's just a game. And I'm like, it's not a game. And I might have used other words besides that and screamed at her and then walked out, and we were living in Fort Worth at the time and then took like a 30-minute walk around Fort Worth because I was so mad at that loss. That one last night, after going back and watching on YouTube, obviously we didn't get to watch it live, that one went away pretty darn quickly. I mean, it looked like the end of the second quarter was horrible for the Mavs. The third quarter was miserable. So by the time you got to the score being around eight, it was 80 to 80. Yeah. Like it, it wasn't like, oh, my gosh, they blew a late lead. They're like, no, they had a 27-point lead, and within 15 more minutes of the game, it was tied up. And I so know, that's the tough part. I, I know you like to bring up when we make teams players look like Bill Russell – did you appreciate the play of Jared Vanderbilt yesterday as we made him look like Bill Russell or Wilt Chamberlain? I think that, unfortunately, the Mavs are in pretty big trouble with this team. Uh, it, is, it, is, it is two superstars with about nothing else. And I think that Kyrie has to understand that. That goes to, Corey, your point of, of Kyrie is like, Kyrie, you got to understand, we don't have three other players on our team that should be playing the last five minutes of NBA basketball games. So when you and Luke, you guys, you two have to do everything. You literally have to do everything for this team. And I don't think Kyrie understands yet. And Luke is trying to feed off of, I think, Kyrie a little bit and be like, okay, yeah, I'll get the, the, my teammates involved because it worked for two games when I was out. But the reality is, is you only have two NBA basketball players on your roster that should be playing late in games. And that's not going to change with Christian Wood. So, I, I, does it change with uh, with Maxi? Not necessarily the offense, but the defensive side. That he's going to be a different presence out there. And I don't. I mean, he does stretch a little bit, but he he's the uh, yeah. defensive presence that takes part well, in it. I, Corey, I hear what you're saying, and yes, Maxie's going to be on the court the last five minutes of Maverick game. Put him on all other nine teams in the Western Conference, and you tell me that guy should be playing the last five minutes of NBA basketball. Yeah, probably, no. probably not. By the way, the Rangers are working infield right now, so uh, they're getting some good infield practice right now. Josh Young's at third, taking grounders, throwing them to second for double plays. Corey Seager's working at short. Uh, turning double plays, and Marcus Simeon is at second base uh, just throwing the ball to first. Now, we we talked about this. Is Twitter, Mavs Twitter seems to be mad at Jason Kidd, and some people are like, well, what other options does he have? And then Jason Kidd might have been throwing a little bit of shade, probably deserved, at Luka. Where do we fall on after the game and what some of the folks were saying? Well, what I was seeing, what I was seeing was that there was some people that like, how can he say he's just watching? Like, how how can he he like what what's he doing just watching this? You're the coach. You're supposed to be the one imploring them to do things. So that's cut four. I do believe if we want to fire that off, here is the quote that is going to make Corey potentially angry all over again. Yeah, I'm not the savior here. I'm not playing. I'm watching just like you guys. And as us as a team, we got to mature. You know, we got a lot of new bodies coming back, and we got to we have to grow up if we want to win a championship. 
There's no young team that's ever won a championship, uh, mentally or physically. And so um, just to see how we could respond, um, again, two and a half quarters, we're playing at a high level on both ends, uh, offensively and defensively. But what the Lakers just showed us is that it's not, it's not a race. It's not the rabbit who wins. It's the turtle. And, and they, they work the game. And, and that's where we have to get to. We have to get better at working the game, and uh, we will. That was that was the two quotes like in one that I kept yeah. seeing. They were two separate quotes on Twitter everywhere yesterday. And the the first part of it, I agree with man. Luca needs to mature. Uh, and, and I'm not just saying that he like a lot of people think whenever I say that it's oh yeah he needs to stop pouting and arguing with the refs. That's that not what is I'm talking what, about. But that is what jumps to mind. That's, I get it. But that's not what I what okay. I'm concerned about the most because those things happen. It's just he just happens to do it a lot. The but for me it's the maturity part of. Hey, we have to we have to be bigger in these moments. So, you know, when a team like this is trying to come at us on our home court, it's not going to happen. I'm not going to let this happen. And you know what? I got to play better defense, even if I'm going to try and play defense on Anthony Davis. I have to play better defense on Anthony Davis. Those things do matter a lot whenever it comes down to the end of those games. And then the the tortoise and the hare comparison. That's a very like that's a turtle. The it, hold on. turtle and the rabbit. The tortoise and the hare, Kevin. That's the story. I know, but didn't it feel a little bit when he said that? Didn't it feel like the off brand? version of that it's like oh yeah let me tell you the story about turtle and the rabbit yeah it's like i know what like he's robert saying. cop instead yeah, of robocop yeah yeah no that that's like that's the the whenever i hear him saying that part it's a very simple story it makes a lot of sense you get out to a, a big lead and then you rest no keep pushing it or or play the game in that we talk about complimentary football all the time. Play your complimentary basketball. I want them to go out and outscore people. I do want that part. But you can't do, just do one thing on that court all the time, especially if a team says we're going to do this to, to combat it. And that's what happened yesterday. And there are lessons. There are things they have to learn together. And unfortunately, they all have to learn fast. And it's not exactly what it was. You don't have Dorian Finney-Smith that you can rely on to be that defensive presence when needed to be like he was in the Western Conference Finals or the, the playoffs last year. So that's why you need those guys to have – they need to grow up very quickly in the next few games as they get to the playoffs. I was trying to deconstruct you – know go ahead, Mike. Well, you know what else I think is frustrating from Mavs Twitter, and I'm frustrated with this too. We can't get better with the trash that we're putting out. Why isn't Josh Green on the court the last five minutes? Yeah. I don't care. How he's, if we're going to grow as a team, you know, it's amazing the people that hated Rick Carlisle. Well, do you hate Jason Kidd today, too? Because, like, he's not playing Josh Green. This is Josh Green's third year. And he showed a week ago on the road trip on how good he can play. And Jason Kidd goes ahead and he's putting Frankie Smokes out there at times late in the game. Are you kidding me? That guy has sucked in the NBA for six years. We already know he's not an NBA basketball player. Try Josh Green. I didn't get to watch the whole game and why he wouldn't play him the last few minutes, but go ahead and, and and this is where Josh Green has to learn how to play because we already know Reggie Bullock's an eighth player on an NBA basketball team. We know that Frankie Smokes shouldn't be in the NBA. So like that's the thing that I'm frustrated with Jason Kidd. I thought all the people like Rick Carlisle ruined Dennis Smith Jr. Well, is he ruining Josh Green right now too? Because against the Lakers, we know that Josh Green has to be one of our five best players the last five minutes, and you're not going to play him in this situation? And, that's, and that's I have to good. admit, I, I did not anticipate the large role in terms of number of minutes for Holiday. And I, I know it's still early, but I did not anticipate that as somebody that they just picked up. 
Well, you gotta. I mean, you gotta get them out there and see what what they you know what they do right. What they can do. Is he doing the right spacing? Uh, does yeah. he fit better than this guy or that guy? I mean, do you want more Theo Pinson? Like that's the. No, I want more the, of. I want more of Green and Hardy. Just because I still think there's potential for them. For Holiday, like I get it. Like he is who he is, and I'm just not particularly intrigued by that. But they remain focused on. We have to win these games for our playoff seating, which I, I get as well. I was fascinated by what Jason Kidd said in terms of, like, a young team has never won the championship. Does he mean young in terms of time spent together, or does he mean in terms of, like, actual age? Because this is by— He said both. Well, this is by no means a young team in terms of actual age. Not even close. Well, I, there are some of the players—like, Josh Green's young, right? Is that is that incorrect? Jaden no. Hardy's young? Well, yeah, but Jaden Hardy was a DNP. Josh Green played 16 minutes. So you've got Luca and a whole bunch All of people. All 30-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, beside Luca is 30 years old or older. The, well, I think that, that part of it, I think it was less physically and more of the mental maturity part is what he was going at there. And can, no, I, can I add some additional context to this, gentlemen? Well, there's Reggie. What's up? Yes, Hi. sir. Hey, I'm back in Dallas. Um, with this, this quote, this entire quote, yeah, it's wild. Um, it all comes after a question from Nick Angstad, friend of the show, actually. And um, Nick asked um, Jason Kidd about the the decision not to use timeouts as the Lakers are steadily, you know, digging into that 27-point lead that the Lakers had. So all of this is within the context of basically asking – why, what was your decision behind like not taking timeouts to kind of maybe try and stop the flow or stop the tide in some ways? And then that's where you get the I'm, you know, I'm not the savior here. We have to mature. So some of this, it seems like he's wanting the team to decide that they're going to stop the run while also sitting there and just kind of um, watching it happen. See, and that's, you know, there there were moments last year, Mike, We I remember discussing this specifically where there were moments that even earlier this season where I was like, why isn't he? And that is the, the coach just saying, I'm going to let them figure some things out on their own. They yeah. got to communicate. I, I can't communicate I for them all the time. Yeah, and I do worry about Jason Kidd, and this is, you know, I guess it is a little bit about Jason Kidd, a little bit about great NBA basketball players. Almost all of them have been bad coaches. And Jason Kidd has not been a good coach in his career. He did a tremendous job last year. i got to give him a lot of credit. But if you look at the history of recently Steve Nash, if you just look at the history of, of Magic Johnson, Isaiah Thomas, I'm naming some of the greatest point guards in the history of basketball, and they were all horrible head coaches in the NBA. And so I wonder with Jason Kidd if he's like, they just have to figure it out and do it. And it's like, dude. Maybe I hate saying this because we got to keep him if we're keeping Kyrie, but like maybe he is not mentally the coach that we need. We need just some sort of random role player from NBA history that understands how to get the most out of role players and maybe how to help out a little bit the superstar. That being said, I'm also furious at Luca, but it doesn't seem to change. Like he's just going to concentrate more on the referees than the basketball game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, unfortunately, I think that part is probably true. And perhaps the the most the toughest part of all of it is you lost the game at a time when the seedings are 
from almost 3 to 12, they can be tight, tight, tight. And now you're just, I think, a half game out of dropping into the fake playoffs, the playoff tournament. And so it does feel like every game takes on greater importance than like some might normally pl place on a run-of-the-mill regular season well, game. Well, good. That's the position they got themselves stuck in. So now they can deal with it, as Mike would say. Yes, that is true. The reason Dorian Finney-Smith can be all upset he's not a Dallas Maverick. He can be upset with not trying every game because – when, as a team, you decided not to try, that puts you at 500. It puts you in this position to make a kind of risky trade. And the thing that really stinks, as Corey's pointing out, is LeBron seems to get it. I mean, I know that last year they didn't even make the playoffs, and he intentionally didn't make the playoffs late in the year by sitting out when he was healthy because he didn't want to play in the play-in situation with the team that he had. But he seems to look at his team right now, and he goes, dude, if we make a push, I think I can get out of the Western Conference. Luka still the immaturity. I will agree with Jason Kidd here. I'm not putting this all on Jason Kidd. Luca's immaturity, he doesn't understand. It seems like he doesn't understand what's at stake here in the last 20 games of the regular season. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. Coming up next, live from Surprise, this might be my favorite segment of the show. Based on a Long John Silvers meme, mm. which business do you think must be kept open by some sort of secret society? Because they don't look like they're doing great. 877-881-1053. We'll do it next right here on The Fan. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 Through the Fan. We're live from surprise with those giant bases on the field. Now that you see somebody carrying those bases, they definitely look way Holy bigger. Holy cow. I know they look way bigger. That is big. So, or he's really small. I mean, we don't know, ooh, we don't know how tall That's a fair is. point. That is a fair point. Yeah. So Mike is on his way back from the backfields, or the four-pack, as you guys are calling it, trying to get – people some insight that they don't normally get to see because usually people don't get to go back there and so we're trying to give you some extra insight as to what was going on in the backfields but Corey, i am excited about this segment is we talked about rangers maybe we're not super stoked about the mavericks after yesterday's loss to the lakers but you brought this to my attention it was a meme about long john silvers if I have that correct. Yes, uh, and it basically said, you know, it looks like this is the one place that uh, that we think is run by a secret society. And I, that really got sure. everything kind of stirring up. And hold on. Man, have, when was the last time you went to Long John Silver's? And I know oh, Mike, man. like, I, I, I don't oh, know. Long John's. Oh, Mike's on right now. There he is. Hey, Are you still on the phone? Yeah, I'm still on the phone because Avaldi uh, just threw his pen, and I just tweeted that out and tagged you guys. I know how to tag you guys. I think a tag KNC masterpiece. Nice. And guess who's about to throw his bullpen right now? Jacob Deep. Degrom. Jacob Degrom. Oh, okay. I got him. I got him warming up on the side, but he's taking the mound now with Dane Dunning and Glenn Otto. So, who should I follow? Do you want me to watch Otto? Dunning or Degrom, you make think, the call. I think you know the answer to this one. It's definitely Auto Mike. No, what, don't you want to see Degrom? And he's trying to break down a cinder wall with it. He's seeing if he can throw a hole through the cinder block wall with his heavy ball. I want to see if Degrom can dominate his bullpen. Yeah, being able to dominate your bullpen is uh, <laughs> is a key to uh, to spring training. If you go out okay. there and you and you and you dominate your bullpen from day one then that's where I think this really does get its best rise, man. I'm excited about and this, they, Mike. And they have some lines, some really thin, like, lines that they have that they're trying to throw through in their bullpen. So, like, they have two poles set up, and then they, they, they have these two yellow um, strings 
that I don't know exactly what they're trying to do. We had that in spring training too. And back in the day uh, when Oral Hershiser was our pitching coach here, he would want me to work below the, below the strings. He'd say anything above the strings for you is bad. We want to work below the strings. And so I don't know, you know, everybody's different, right? I mean, if you're a guy like Dane Dunning, he probably wants to work below the strings. If you're DeGrom, he might work above the strings. I'll let yeah. you know when it's DeGrom time. But let's get to the more important talk of the greatness of Long John Silver. <laughs> I, I think actually this, the way the meme set it up was not nece- necessarily positive for Long John Silvers. And I want to make this clear because oh. there's a lot of food options coming in. Mm-hmm. It can be food if you want. It does not have to be food. The places that stay open and you don't understand why, 877-881-1053. All right. Now, from the 214, because this kind of falls in line with what Jess and Brandon said, the mattress firm store is definitely being kept open by a secret society. There is a vacuum cleaning repair shop about maybe two miles from our house. It's been there forever. I've lived in Garland for most of my life, and I remember it being there as a kid. And both my older son and my wife, immediately, I asked them this question. They said, oh, that vacuum repair shop? And then I started thinking about Breaking Bad. And is this a way to, like, get people away once their drug empire comes crumbling down or they need to escape for just a minute? That vacuum repair shop in Garland, I mean, God bless them. They've been open for a long time. I don't know, dude. That's Kevin, when, when you said vacuum, I thought of there's a vacuum store in Arlington on Cooper, I believe, that also is just like hella floor space. And I'm like, in right? this day and age? Are you serious? Just all you sell is vacuums. Are you serious? And it's I'm, still there. I'm saying you know why it's still there, and so do I. Yeah, or at least I think. So this is interesting because my grandmother, whenever we moved into our first home, she ran a vacuum place. No, uh, she I, she said, "What do y'all need? What do y'all like? What do y'all need in the house?" And I was like, "You know, we have we don't have a vacuum." Okay. And and she was like, I will get you a vacuum. And I was like, thanks, Grandma. And when she gave it to <laughs> us, I love Maxine. She's the best. When she gave it to us, she said, and by the way, here's the information for the yearly checkup on your vacuum. And I said, what do you mean yearly <laughs> checkup on my vacuum? And she was like, I don't know. They just You take it in and they fix it. They tune it up. And I was like, okay, never once used it, by the way. I, if anything ever went, it was an auric, it was okay. But every time I went to use it, like if it something went wrong, I was like, just shove a, a hanger, like one of those hangers down into the tube, and I'll just pop all the dust out or whatever. And that's what would happen. So, yes, Kevin, I've never been to a vacuum repair shop in my entire life. I see, But I see one in Plano right off of Parker, too. By the way, multiple people are saying that's Evan's vacuums that's in Arlington right there. <laughs> And they're like, if you're from Arlington, you know. Is but all like, that floor space. Yeah, I like this from the 972. 105.3 The Fan, home of the biggest imaginations. Yes, we are. Sometimes I like to imagine scenarios and hum, humdrum walks of life. Like, how many things do you do during the day that it's like the same as the day before? Or it's just pretty basic. So sometimes I do see things and I'm like, I wonder mm-hmm. if, like, this is where that guy is coming from or this is what's going on. Yeah. Did, did did the the advent of of YouTube help like the the helpful YouTube DIY stuff? Did that kind of kill a lot oh, of repair yeah, shop type stuff? Because now a lot of times all I do is I'm like I'll just go online and 
and search it and YouTube it, and then I can fix it. That is a great point. I'm a handyman. Man, I, I, I think you're on to something there. Now, there are a lot of amazing answers, some which, like, really connect with me. 877-881-1053. What is the business you're convinced is being kept open by a secret society? From the 940, how is the Honey Baked Ham store still open? There, All what? Right. There's oh, a whole store. It's in Mesquite. Uh, around holiday time. Yeah, okay. Apparently, Mike uh, is the reason why they're open. Honey baked ham from there. It's great. Okay, but hear me out. And that speaks to my general thoughts about this. I love honey baked ham. But if it's not Easter, there's one in Mesquite. It's like not too far from my house. But if it's not Easter or Christmas, I just don't usually think about honey baked ham. So I'm curious, like, what does their business model look like the other, I guess, 10 months out of the year? Are people going up to get their honey baked ham sandwich, which is not a bad idea because honey baked ham is delicious. From the 817, it's got to be for laundering money. That's that's what it is. <laughs> and, yeah, I get it. I, I mean, I, I do wonder. I would love to know where all the laundering stores are, you know, like where – Dude's laundromat. Sometimes I'm confused. Uh, as uh, I, I know some clubs at times are that. Okay, to la- is that because of like we watch The Sopranos and stuff? <laughs> Catch you- business. Yeah, that's that's. I sometimes I try to figure out is this what I think or was it influenced by some TV show or pop culture thing that I saw. And then, the 469, Kevin, this is the one I think you added this one. How is Burger King still okay. in business? Let's, and right now they have about the greatest and most catchiest uh, ad You're right. in the world, You're and the right. kids are all over right now. I can't tell you the last time I ate at a Burger King, but what I can tell you is, at BK, have it your way. Now, I just... Burger King was my answer, and this is nothing against, like, Burger King, the food, because I said I haven't been there in a long time. I don't know anybody whose favorite, like, fast food place is Burger King, and there's a Burger King not far from my house, and this is not a fair way to judge it, but it seems like nobody is ever there, and they're putting out commercial after commercial, especially during sporting events, like there's about to be no more TV time left. How does Burger King have all this money? Doesn't I – I mean – Maybe it's because they sold those breakfast croissants for so cheap for so long. Man. They were like a dollar twenty nine. Maybe that they is have the like last the time. dollar nuggets for a minute. Oh my god! Yeah, they had the chicken sticks for a little bit. They had the dollar the chicken fries. The dollar those rodeo burger. Those it was are amazing. I think I might still be bitter unless they brought them back. But when they took away the chicken fries the first time, I think I was upset. Here's, here's my business, Kevin, okay. and it's specific to DFW. And if you've ever been over off of Mockingbird at Mockingbird Station. It is called Cobblestone Shoe Hospital. <laughs> what? It is, shoe hospital? And there are a couple of other places. Like, there's Dallas Shoe Shoe Repair Shop. And I have – and Adrian has used it once. I have never used a shoe repair shop. Reggie, I know that you are fashion man in DFW. Oh. I don't know if you've ever used a, a cobbler before. But <laughs> it doesn't – like, I have Love no – I've never seen anybody at, the, at that place. But it's there in prime real estate in DFW. Yeah. Man. That – I that is interesting. You shoot, you, I 
I, you just buy new shoes, yeah, right? Yeah, I think that's the thing. Like, I still remember years ago, and, like, I don't remember the exact year, but it was too late to be asking this question by several years. My mom asked if I knew a VCR, VCR repairman. <laughs> I was like, no, I don't think – I don't know if that's a thing anymore, Mom. I don't even have nice enough shoes, I think, that's to thing. get repaired. If a shoe wears out, I'm just like, you can buy a new shoe, or with me, I'll just keep wearing yeah, it. Yeah, and I'm like, like, it's fine. It's probably – I'm guessing it's more expensive to have that dude – take a little nail and go tack, tack, tack into the bottom of a high heel than it is to buy a new pair of pumps. I just don't know. Is though. that the only way we know how shoes get fixed? Yeah, I, I, don't, I really don't know. Can you put laces on it for me? Now, from the 817. Hey guys, real quick. Yeah. Real quick, an DeBron? update on bullpen situation. Okay. Otto and Spencer Howard have a great bottom half. Okay? That's the first thing that That's I notice when they're throwing their bullpen. Of their body right? or their pitches? No, their body. Okay. Okay. All right. I would love to look that good in a pair of baseball pants. Mm-hmm. Um, Dane Dunning's hogging the mound. I, w- I-, I love him, but I, I want to see Jacob DeGrom pitch. He's just standing here waiting. Look, my man DeGrom's getting cold here. It's time for DeGrom time. As There's been a now a big crowd that has kind of gathered to get ready for DeGrom. But these guys are, you know, I, I saw Dane Dunning go, hey, hey, Jakey boy, it's still my time on the mound, all right? Mm-hmm. You wait your turn. I feel That's like Dane, from the Dane Dunning decision. probably needs more work than Jacob DeGrom, <laughs> right? Isn't that fair to say? Now, there's a couple more I want to get to. We haven't even read the one that's the most texted in thus far. But I like this one for the 817. Adult DVD stores. There's always at least two cats in that parking lot. A couple things. First of all, I'm also confused about that. Do they know about the Internet? Secondly, that does that person always like drive slower by that place just to see what's going on. Like, how many people are in that parking lot? Mm -hmm. But you know the number one answer in the fan text. I've seen it from the 254 here, 972-817. It's Arby's. People want to know about Arby's. Now, I remember the glory days of Arby's when you got your five roast beef sandwiches for $5 or your five for five fifty-five or whatever it was. That was what my mom would go to and be like, this is what we're eating for the next couple of days. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yes, yes, absolutely. And, like, the, the what's the one with the cheese on it? Those things were amazing. The too. beef and chatter? Yes. Yeah. Unfortunately. And that's the Arby's is where I've had uh, three experiences. One, that was my first time to have horseradish because I didn't know what horseradish was at the time. It was just horsey sauce. It's in a big old white bottle. Yeah, horsey sauce. Is there and any? you squeeze it and you're like, this is disgusting. What is You're five years old <laughs> and it's disgusting and terrible. And then you get older and you respect it. Okay, and so you, you like it now? Yes, and then uh, I've had food poisoning the last two times what? at Arby's, so I have not gone back since uh, Carter was born. So if I ask you, it's in your nose. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So healthy respect, Reggie. Is there a place that you're thinking of? It's uh, could it be Arby's? I I I visit Arby's. I'm sorry. Oh. I'm one of the people keeping this thing open. Okay. Is, <laughs> Love me a beef and cheddar. What's is happening? The, is the Arby's usually crowded when you're there? Can you pop in? Oh, pop no. Out? I don't know. I don't know how. I feel like there's a few of us that we just, we make sure to spread this thing out. You know what I mean? Uh, the one that I've seen a lot, and I understand this because there's a whole hell of a lot of mattress firms. Um, yeah. And it's always, it always looks like you can walk in and get the best service ever. Because nobody else is there. Although yeah. the one thing I always think about is I feel like the like the money that you make on any particular sale at the mattress firm is just so big. Like you go to Arby's, what are you spending? Ten dollars? Yeah. You go to a mattress firm and you're spending a grand easy. Yeah. Right? A few grand maybe, depending on how comfortable you want to sleep. Yeah, I feel like you can you can do like a couple sales a day and be fine at the mattress firm. 
Man, does it kind of sound like Reggie wants to go work at a mattress firm? Oh that's what God. I. You think I want to work in sales with no. my work ethic? You know what? Reggie's sales be like, I don't know, buy it, but don't, I'm gonna be over I, there. I could totally see Reggie laying on a bed and the manager walking by and saying, "Hey, we're trying to sell these mattresses," and he's like, "Look at how comfortable I look right now." This is exactly the sell that you need right now is I need these customers to understand this is a place of comfort. Corey, this is just for you because I know your family loves this place, and it's always busy near my house. When's the last time from the 972 anyone's been to a Brahms? Oh, I go to Brahms all the I time. Know, I know. That's Dude, they why I said that was burgers. just for you. They got a bag of burgers for one. You can get cheese on them for no additional cost, it seems like. And then on top of that, they have one of the most underrated burgers in the conversation uh, when it comes to what's going on in DFW, man. There was one right next to my grandma's house, but they tore it down. I miss it. <laughs> and then for the 773, I've seen this a couple times, Boston Market. There was a time when Boston Market was like a big staple, but I can't say I've been there in eight, ten years. It's been a long time. my wife's first job at Boston Chicken. used to be called Boston Chicken. What? It did? Yeah. It was Boston Chicken, then they changed it to Boston Market. It's the same food and everything, but uh, – yeah, and that's what made her want to become a doctor, I guess. Is the, <laughs> the Grom throwing yet, Mike? The Grom, here, here's the deal. I think the Grom's just watching. Oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm, I'm leaving. That's yeah, it. I'm done. Get out of there. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Sometimes giving you updates, sometimes telling you why there's a lack of updates. Right here in Surprise at Texas Rangers Spring Training. Coming up next, it's time for Gridiron Gravy, the sobering consequences of playing in the NFL. We'll do it next right here on The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 through the fan right now. It's time to go around the entire NFL and dip into some surprise gridiron gravy. Dude. Salsa, two ninety nine after your first one. <laughs> uh, it was it was like your fourth one, I yeah. think. Is but what on the it was. menu, it said after the first one. All right, we start with this. Is we told you this was going to be the case a week or two ago. The NFL Competition Committee is meeting today to talk about if roughing the passer should be reviewable. We talked about how we think this is going to be a disaster. To that point, 
check out how almost perfect the NFL officials are. The competition committee looked at 80 roughing the passer calls, and they determined that only three times was the call made incorrectly. The competition committee? Yep. Which includes Steven. Yep. Um, so they pretty much got it already, Corey. Three times. At, at 80. I, I mean, you got to kind of trust that board, I guess, because that's their job. I don't know. And they, they know what they're, they've defined it as that they really want to get out of it. Here's what I don't trust. I don't trust making it reviewable for the sake of making it reviewable. Like, that's that's all they're doing is, hey, we're going to do it, but here's what's going to happen when you're out on the field. They're going to say, I want to review that. And then you go review it, and the guy who's in charge on the field right there, now, unless they're sending it back to New York, which even still, right. it's a different story. But the, the, the head referee is sitting there going, I don't want to call my guy out. I'm just going to say that it is because – then they're gonna like they're gonna tag him. They're gonna red flag him for being one of these guys that has a problem. He can't see what's going on in the field. No way am I gonna am I gonna turn over overturn this. So like I said, if you're and then I guess with uh if you send it back to New York, they're dealing with like the integrity of everything. I don't, it's a waste of time in my opinion, man. But I think I think that, you're probably right. I think one of the big factors is the ticky tack stuff is really the annoying thing as a fan. Whenever somebody just goes, hey, I just ta- I just touched him when he threw the football. So the combine is going to get started this week. It's going to be on the NFL Network this weekend as well. You can add Will Levis to the list of quarterbacks who are going to throw. So the thought is that there's four kind of first-round quarterbacks or four more likely first-round quarterbacks. you got Will Levis, C.J. Stroud, and Anthony Richardson are all going to pass during the combine. However presumptive number one pick Bryce Young is going to wait until his pro day to throw so three of the top four quarterbacks will throw at the combine at a time when I know some people have been coming out of the woodwork to talk about how they don't think the combine is particularly necessary anymore let's go from that to I gotta admit I was surprised to hear the outcome of this for Byron Jones do you mind if I go back to your, your combine thing that last thing you said was interesting do you think there will be a time when the combine they look at it and go, mm, "That's not a big deal," or do you think the NFL is going to start make, making a little more? Hey, in order to get these things, you need to be at our combine. I do kind of wonder if they're going to, even if it were to like fall by the wayside at all, if they would find like another event to pair with it to pop it back up. But I have always kind of wondered, like you know, people are afraid in the future that uh, robots Christmas. Well, sure, yeah. that Christmas is just going to turn into a digital gift card exchange and like robot chicken jump joke you have 15 minutes for christmas yeah is i do wonder if eventually it's just going to be an exchange of medical information and just like digitally flipping files and stuff like that as opposed to people actually out there doing that's interesting because i I would be fascinated if the nfl was like look in order to get it to be drafted in the first round you have to be at the combine like i know that's extreme sure that's a very extreme thing that would be like some sort of mandate that says you can't be drafted until after this uh, so, because we want the combine to be a money maker for us, or something that people are coming to watch all the time, because there was a very high level of interest in it for a while. But now players are saying, "I'd rather just do it in my place where I'm comfortable, yeah. rather than being in a place where I'm uncomfortable." Absolutely. Now on Saturday, Byron Jones wrote on Twitter, "Quote: Much has changed in eight years. Today, I can't run or jump because of my injuries sustained playing this game." Do not take the pills they give you. Do not 
take the injections they give you. If you absolutely must, consult an outside doctor to learn the long-term implications. It was an honor and privilege to play in the NFL, but it came at a regrettable cost I did not foresee. And then he said, Godspeed to the draft class of 2023. So everyone assumed it was a retirement thing. But then a reporter for the Miami Herald said that he is, Byron Jones is not retiring. But then added the general expectation is that he's going to get cut because of his non-guaranteed salary of $13.5 million. But that sure as hell sounds like a retirement. He says he can't run or jump? Yes. That'd be tough to play football. It, especially <laughs> that position. I guess maybe if you're an offensive lineman, I can uh, try to figure I out my way. can't throw a baseball anymore. Well, you're a pitcher. Like, I'm not retiring yet. Like, it sounds like you can't do it anymore. Man, look at this real quick, Kevin. His base salary was 11 14 and then last year $1 million. And then it jumps back up to $13 million in the coming the next two years. Yeah. And so, obviously, that, that $25 million right there is a reason that he would want to be, you know, I'm not sure. retire. Sure. Uh, but if it sounds like, the, you know, that potential out came, is coming in this year, and it put whenever it comes to the books for these teams, they're looking at their books first. But, I, I mean, that's an – he obviously, like, making money is an interesting deal for me. And I having mean, that sure. opportunity. So, man, uh, the, the – Is part, he going to go into politics? That was always kind of the thought, right, was that that was yeah. – he was the he was the I, senator was his nickname. Yeah. He, like, interned at, in, at Washington, D.C. I guess. Maybe in college? Man, Super be, kind dude, man. I mean, he would be a great – even, like, a lobbyist for, you know, talking about concussions or head trauma or anything like that. I, I'm sure he has a future – it was just sad to see him have to tell people, hey, don't take the shots. Don't take the pills. Did you see why he, what he, quote, tweeted that on, though? Uh, no. It was a NFL, at NFL, tweeted out, just call him Mr. Broad Jump. And it was a, uh, this, this, and it was talking over about the too many combine. Yeah, it was yeah. talking about our combine and all that yeah. stuff. And, and he's like, yeah, yeah, that's what I was. But all these, he was basically telling all these young players, hey, look, there are some things that, that are going to be pressed upon you whenever you're a young player, and if you want to keep your body, it's going to be tough if you if you don't seek outside help because he doesn't trust, I guess, the doctors that they have. Ooh, there's some jets flying over. So, yeah, I bet that is probably coming over the air because we have our windows wow. open here. They're either really early for this game <laughs> or really late for yesterday's game. <laughs> I'm gonna go with early. I'm thinking it's for a test run. Game. It's a test run. Mistimed it <laughs> just a little bit. Is so there's a some political happenings on the sale of the commanders front. Is supposedly Jeff Bezos was boxed out of bidding for the commanders. Now some people think this is because he just didn't follow the paperwork and get everything in on time. There are other people who firmly believe that Daniel Snyder hates. Jeff Bezos because Jeff Bezos owns the Washington Post mm -hmm. and they had like lots of political clashes and everything like that and then there are yet other people who believe this is a shakedown tactic of well I would never sell it to you unless because remember he wants like seven billion supposedly the word is Snyder wants seven billion dollars for Washington so maybe it's a deal where he's like I couldn't just ever sell to you because I think you're a monster unless he came in at $8 billion. Then I guess maybe. Well, and wouldn't Jerry Jones want that? Hey, look, that Washington team that's not very valuable. My yeah. team goes up. Like, sure. Should be even more valuable because I'm the Dallas Cowboys. There might be other reasons I would guess that Jerry Jones would not want Jeff Bezos to own 
the Washington football team. Because he's super rich. Yeah, there's other stuff too. Uh, also, I don't know Amazon. I don't, the, I'm confused. I, I don't know what you're hinting at. You're saying that Jerry didn't get I'm his shipments on time for Christmas. I get the distinct feeling that they do not politically align very well. You should have gone with the shipments. Those two. Well, look, they're two, know, they're two really rich dudes, man. They're Republican, <laughs> right? I mean, that's fine. I remember. Like, I remember that one he, day. He's Republican. Are you saying Bezos is very Democrat? Yes, very much. So. Okay, I didn't know that. Oh yeah. I, okay. I'm sticking. I mean, with When you're the hinting shipping. at things, just say it. Jerry okay. Jones is Republican. Republican Jeff Bezos is a Democrat. There, Jerry didn't know he got free shipping for the longest time, and now he's shocked by it. So, by the way, the Houston Rockets owner Tillman Fertitta is involved in the bidding process as well. So, keep an eye out on that. All right, aren't frittatas like some sort of egg or something? Yeah, to make a frittata, but that's it's not Taylor Egg. It's <laughs> that's not Tillman. Till, Tillman egg. Reggie, go ahead and mark it's, that one. I don't know why. It's not Tillman <laughs> egg. Like that's it. not who's buying the team. All right. Hey, have you ever seen Harrison Ford uh, in that movie about like running a news station or whatever? He makes a frittata, and he's like, it's a really interesting story. Watch it. You love Harrison what Ford. What movie is this? Uh, it's called him Star and Rachel Wars McAdams. And with frittatas. <laughs> it's not. That's not him and Ma- Rachel McAdams are in a movie together. Okay, real quick, because I do want to play this. Reggie, did you edit the Tabor Pepper? Audio? Mm-mm. No? <laughs> of course. Okay. I was, <laughs> like, I was like, then we cannot uh, play this. So, to be fair, it's mostly like bed music, is it not? Yeah, but then there's just some things in there that would be problematic for us. So, the long snapper for the 49ers, Tabor Pepper, decided that he was going to re sign and he put out a video to let everybody know what's up. So he's Reggie's right. It went on for about 20 seconds with like the, you know, they say a journey sometimes and and all of that. And then just bam, Wolf of Wall Street. I'm not effing leaving. And it was super fun. Three more years. I thought that was a very unique way like to it. announce that he's coming back. I like it. We're the KNC Masterpiece. We ain't done yet. That's right. Coming up next, live from Surprise, it's time for another spring training showcase. Players, coaches, fans, and announcers react to the reality of the new baseball world. Plus, we'll have a giveaway in the next hour. We'll do it next right here on The Fan. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.